What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. Hey, this is Eric Woods from the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast, and this is Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars, everybody. I'm part of the Dynamic Duo. My name is Gomez, and my partner in crime is Brian Colbert. With our special guest returning, uh, I lost count on how many times he's been here, Chris Hartman from the Films Exile. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Welcome back, Chris. What's up? Happy to be here. Glad to be the uh, third leg of the tripod, so to speak. <laughs> he's talking about the topic tonight, I'm guessing. Yes, I, I was. Yes. <laughs> PG-13, man. PG-13. Yeah, we're not that kind of show, Chris. <laughs> we just went to rated R. Jesus. There goes our listeners. <laughs> well, you brought it up, Chris. So since you did join us on the 80s and 90s movie soundtrack episodes. And destroyed us. And you are the winner of both. You have a lot of pressure riding Ugh. on your shoulders tonight to try to complete a trifecta of wins. Although you did lose the Christmas songs episode. I just want to point out. Oh, thanks. Terribly bad. Like it was... <laughs> Not even close. Sorry. We got hate mail over it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it was because of one song, and then it's that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, you had such a great playlist, and then all of a sudden you're like, hello, foot. No, yeah. <laughs> Time to shoot it. Well, I'll just tell you, this was a hard one. It is. I actually yeah. had this done about a month ago before my leave of Playlist Wars. And the last four days, I'm going to say four to five days, I'm looking at my list. I goes, this is not good enough. I revamped it to almost 5.05 tonight. And I will attest to that because Gomez kept texting me, changing my playlist again, changing my playlist again, changing my playlist again. Chris, being the two-time winner, how difficult did you find it to come up with a playlist for 2,000 soundtracks? I found it pretty tough, man. I mean, it's, you know, unlike... In my opinion, again, this is just me, unlike 80s and 90s movies where I think a lot of the music defined a bunch of those movies, you know, it, that's, that's really how it felt. 2000s, at least 2000 to 2009, I didn't feel that way. And there were more songs that were on the radio that were just picked to be put in these movies or older songs that, you know, they put a soundtrack compilation together or 70s, 80s, 90s music and throw it in there. Not as many original songs. Good news is, is when I went back and really started doing a little research, watching some of these movies again, paying, you know, I actually found more of those songs that there were more original music in there. There were a couple more like cover songs, let's say. But I did not find this to be easy. I definitely found this to be more challenging than the 80s and 90s because with those two, I picked 20, 30 off the bat without even thinking. This time I felt like I had to do research. Yeah, and tonight I actually went with a different route because for two movie-themed episodes, the focus was on the fact that I never saw any of the movies. <laughs> So you don't watch actually, movies, right? So he actually saw a couple of these movies just the last couple of days. Oh, no, 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 no. For my <laughs> list tonight, every song I chose checks off one of three boxes. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> a, 
It was a movie I actually saw. And in tonight's playlist, I'm batting 900. One song in my playlist, I did not see the movie. However, this song meets the other two requirements I had. B, the song was introduced to the world via the movie's soundtrack before it appeared on Insert Band Name Here's full-length album. So it had to be soundtrack first, not a song that they plucked from an album and put onto the soundtrack. Or C, it's an original song written specifically for the movie soundtrack, which is few and far between, kind of hard to find. So between B and C, I'm batting 800 because two of my picks were recorded prior to their soundtrack appearances, but not necessarily by those artists. And that's all I'm going to say for now. We're going to put a pin in that one and let you guys stew over that. <laughs> stew over that. Stew over that. Sit on that one for a while. <laughs> now that we've got our methods outlined, let's get down to business. First, if you'd like to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon member. It's quite easy. Head over to patreon.com slash playlist wars and just select the tier that works best for you. Like we said, tonight our topic is 2000s movie soundtracks, and we've each individually created a playlist with our top 10 favorite tracks, none of which have been shared between the three of us prior till now. Throughout the episode, we'll each reveal our track ones through track tens one by one, crafting what we each feel is the perfect 2000s movie soundtrack playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the Playlister family, to vote at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com to decide once and for all which one of us got it right. And if you simply can't decide who you want to vote for, while you're visiting the site, you can also listen to each one of our playlists so you can hear where we're coming from with these choices. And later on in the show, we'll each have to choose our one honorable mention song of the night, which has to be a song that someone else picked. And I'll also say I'm going to use the same criteria that I used to pick my honorable mention as well. It has to either be a movie I've seen or the other two things. So it's an added layer. So I might say, screw the honorable mention. I don't have one tonight if I haven't seen any of the movies you two come up with. (laughs) Now, finally, Chris, before you lose yourself in this moment. Oh, come on, bro. You should just get smacked for that one. God, somebody just virtual, virtual slap. <laughs> Dad joke, bro. Why don't you kick things off with your track one? <sighs> it's, 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 that's like three episodes I've done with you in a row that I've gotten a headache in the first like 30 seconds. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I love the groans, though. Like some people love them. Some people hate them. And dad jokes to me are just so much fun. Yeah, you revel so in it, right? I revel it on. Give the, me the, the bigger the groan, the better. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Chris, let's start off with you, buddy. Thank you, sir. All <laughs> right. So track one, I like to start my playlist with fun, upbeat songs, usually, if that's what we're going for. And that's the kind of bands we're going for. So track one for me is from Shrek 2, 2004. It's Accidentally in Love from the Counting Crows. Shameless plug alert. I did a guest spot with you guys to talk Counting Crows a little while back. So go back and listen to it and see if this song made one of our playlists. But to me, Counting Crows did not mail it in for this song. It's just a pop rock love song with great hooks, awesome vocals that you want to sing along to. And it's just fun. It's a simple, stupid song talking about how love hits you hard and you can mess it up and just simply fall in love. It's I'm able to understand all the feelings that you're feeling because it's love. That's it. It's a fun song to play acoustically with your band. Crowds love it. They jump up and down to it. 
it might be a little cliche, but I really like Accidentally in Love. And I watched Shrek 2 over the weekend on Netflix. <laughs> and I was like, number one, that's it. Launched right up to the top of my playlist. Well, it did not make my playlist, but since I was not there recording with you guys for Counting Crows, <laughs> someone stepped in for my big shoes and my sleeveless shirt, Chris. That was on my list, though. But it didn't make it for my specific movie list today. Yeah, it didn't make my list either, but now at least I have my criteria covered. It's an original song written for the movie, and it's a movie I've seen because I've got kids. So worst case scenario, Chris, you've started off with my honorable mention tonight. But look, I absolutely love The Counting Crows. We gushed about them for well over an hour on The yeah, Counting Crows episode. Yeah. So I've got nothing bad to say about the pick. It just didn't make mine. Mm -hmm. Gomez, track one. So track one. This was actually really hard for me, but I decided to go and start off with a big bang from a great movie that I loved. And that's Mission Impossible 2. And I am not going Metallica, ladies and gentlemen. I went with the opening theme of the song, Limp Biscuit, Take a Look Around. Let me tell you, I love that hook. I love the way that song did it. And it was Tom Cruise free climbing on the rocks in the movie. Anthony Hopkins finds him and, you know, tells him it wouldn't be a holiday if you knew where I was. And guess what? He was right goes right to work and the song's just totally awesome it's a kick-ass song so i'm not going to be talking about video games tonight it's strictly all about the movies so track one limp biscuit take a look around mission impossible 2 first i'll take a minute to give a shout out to our friend andreas at the latin jukebox who chimed in with that one it's a great song here's where we get weird because it's a movie soundtrack episode i am going to cross over with you Okay, but I did not pick Limp Biscuit, but I did pull something from the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, and it's another original. You mentioned it already. I went with Metallica's I Disappear as my track nine. It reached number 76 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And look, I'll throw it back. Our debut episode, Playlist Wars, episode one was on Metallica. And this one, spoiler alert, didn't make any of our three top 10 playlists. However, when you think about Metallica's entire catalog, I can understand why it wouldn't. But when you think about the decade of the 2000s, for Metallica, you had San Anger, and you had Death Magnetic, and you had I Disappear. You have to make a statement. If we did an episode Metallica's 2000s decade, this song would have to be considered as one of the best songs from the decade from the band. So again, shout out to Andreas at the Latin Jukebox podcast who chimed in with this one as well. Kuya Ozzy, Jason at the It's Not That Bad podcast, and the Shane and I show, who all chimed in with my track nine, I Disappear. Chris, you could either trifecta us at a movie level or blow this one up and get the trifecta chop and axe. What do you got? I got the axe. I got the axe. Whoa. It's not on, but neither one of these picks are bad. And I, I mean, dude, Metallica is one of the bands that inspired me. There's a bunch of bands that inspired me to get into music, to start playing music, to sing. Uh, Metallica is one of those bands. And uh, there's nothing wrong with the I Disappear pick. And Limp Biscuit, that song is freaking incredible. That song thumps. It, it thumps. So, I, you know, and I got some problems with Limp Biscuit, but that ain't one of them. So do I. No, but that was one of their better songs, though. That song is great. So that now great. I do have a Metallica. <laughs> It wasn't from Mission Impossible 2. I actually have Metallica from Whom the Bell Tolls from Zombieland. The entrance of the movie. 
All right. That's a great entrance to a movie, man. And, and I'm sorry. I, 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 my apologies. Track five, Metallica, from whom the bell tolls, Zombieland, the movie Zombieland. First of all, I love the movie, but this was probably one of my favorite movie entrances because all you hear is the, the dong of the, of the, of the bell. And then you hear the guitar riff. And I was doing that at work today as I'm like, Ooh, zombie lane. <laughs> this is the best entrance ever. So for me, track five, Metallica from whom the bells tolls zombie land movie. Love it. Well, we crossed over at kind of a weird spot here. Cause we crossed over between Limp Bizkit and Metallica on MI2. And then we crossed over on Metallica this way. So moving on to my track one. I'm oh, going to go get to your track from, one yet. No, not yet. We've already done four songs and I haven't even gotten to track one. Holy yet. Shit. <laughs> so my track one is from 2000 and I'm going to start with a line from the song that you guys might know. And you can chime in if you do. I've got two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. And I'm going from the 2000 film loser, Weedus, Teenage Dirtbag. The song reached number 24 on the Billboard U.S. Bubbling Under Hot 100 Singles Chart and number seven on the U.S. Alternative Airplay Chart. And if you're sitting there saying to me, no, the song is from Weedus's album, that's wrong. The movie came out in July of 2000. Right, Even though there was no soundtrack released for the movie, Weedus's self-titled album arrived a month later in August, which puts this as a soundtrack first song. And the video is also a tie-in to the movie because it also stars Jason Biggs and Mina Savari. Yep. This is a shining example of a perfect power pop song. And the other day, if you play online this game called Hurdle, which is essentially oh named that tune based oh on the Wordle phenomenon, mm -hmm. I nailed the song in one second, and I was very <laughs> proud of it, because as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's Teenage Dirtbag, <laughs> my track one. Brian, I, I, I love the pick, dislike the movie, Oh, the movie was awful. The movie was horrible. I saw it. <laughs> I mean, but who the hell sleeps in a freaking animal shelter? Jesus. They must have wrote that in like an hour and a half, that movie. Uh, less not, time not than nothing. the movie was. I'm going to say it. My two-year-old son could have wrote a better movie. <laughs> I do love the pick of the song, but I don't know if that's going to make my honorable mentions. But so far, Chris is counting crows as leading on this one already. Just because of the movie. Oh, but it's such a great <laughs> song, though. Chris. It is my number five. Teenage yes! Dirtbag Weedus is my number five. So I'm going to say this. I'm not a huge fan of the flick, and I want to punch Jason Biggs repeatedly in the face, admittedly for no reason. I just <laughs> don't like his face, and I want to punch it over and over again. But the song is great, man. It's catchy. You know, the background of the song is actually a little messed up. Apparently, the story goes that some kid in Australia was arrested after a ritual homicide, and he was wearing an ACDC shirt. So the media went nuts and blame the band, right? And said rock culture and all that. So we just made this song as this huge middle fingered all that to say like, just because I like Metallica or Iron Maiden doesn't mean I'm a killer or a devil worshiper. And if you think that way, you're the effing idiot is basically what they said. So it was this great rebellion, tongue in cheek kind of song, but it's got such a great riff and it's singable. And my band plays it to this day. I, it's such a silly song when you listen to it. It's, such, it's a great tune. So it's my we number do five. do it acoustically and people oh, you still do it love it. Oh you do yeah, it yeah, of course. Great tune. Great tune. So there's two axes tonight for trifecta killing, <laughs> one for Chris and one for Gomez so far. You're next. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Gomez's defense, this movie is really bad. Oh, the movie's <laughs> awful. Really the movie and, 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 and I, I have a feeling you're going to say that maybe about uh, another couple of the movies I mentioned tonight. Hey, 
I still pick the song. The song is fine. It's the merit of the song, not the movie, Gomez. That's <laughs> at least in my view. Yeah, but you know what? We'd be going... damned. I, you know I don't watch them anyway. It's all it's about tough the for music. movies fans to do that. Listen, it's hard. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 24% sucked. That's that's pretty high. I was about to say, man, that's <laughs> I don't that, that's yes. pretty high. There's 24% of drug people out there that thought that movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, well, we are well, back to you now for track two. We're only on track two. <laughs> no, only on track two. Although we filled in six songs already. So that's pretty Stop cool. Christ. Uh, all right. So for track two, I went to the year 2002 and the movie Eight Mile, Lose Yourself from Eminem. Now, you guys know I'm not a massive Eminem fan, but I got tons of respect for his talent, his ability, and what he's added to hip hop and the music industry in general. Guys, this song just straight up thumps. It really does. This song is fantastic. The lyrics are so great. The beat is infectious. And it has like this epic sound that just makes you want to like stomp your feet. And it, to me, it encapsulates, if I'm saying that right, the feeling of a live performance, the energy, the anxiety, the trance that you can fall into when you're up on stage. It is perfect. And the addition of that guitar, beautiful, beautiful. His live performances of this song, by the way, are like the stuff of legend at this point. And people still play it all the time today. They still mention his live performances to this day. So look, as a musician and a fan of movies together, deserves the second spot of my playlist. This song is great. Great, great pick. Why? It's track three for me, Lose Yourself. Boom. Eight mm-hmm. Mile Sign Track. I really wanted to do the whole yeah. uh, ending, but it, it wasn't in the soundtrack technically. Because mm-hmm. that whole vibe at the end of the movie was just great. Great. And then he just reversed it on Papa Doc. You know, it was just that awesome video. But the song track three for me, Lose Yourself, Eminem, Eight Mile Soundtrack. Great pick. Well, now's my chance to get my first trifecta chopping axe, but I'm not going to (laughs) because I am closing my set list with this song. This song. I mean, come on. Did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Come on. He killed it. This was awesome. I'm a Rams fan. Of course, I watched the Super Bowl. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. You would. <laughs> hey, go Rams. Thank you. <laughs> but man, that song. Look, I've talked about it already on our sports anthems episode with Justin Pennick of Talking Giants. That was episode 24. So I'd say go back to check it out to hear more about what I got to say about the song. But look, it reached number one on the Billboard mainstream top 40, along with topping the charts in 19 other countries and won the Academy Award for Best Song. This song is a song where my 70-something-year-old parents are like, no, that's Lose Yourself is a fantastic tune. It crosses generations. And to me, that is very hard to do. It's also got a ton of other... In 2004, it was one of the three hip-hop songs from the 21st century to be included at Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And Rolling Stone also ranked it on its list of the top 50 hip hop songs of all time. It was certified diamond by the RIAA and has been downloaded over 10 million times in the U S alone. And then cover versions. I actually get to talk cover versions for one time tonight. Obviously shout out to Lauren at the beard out podcast. Weird Al covered the song or parodied the song as couch potato on his 2003 poodle hat album. (laughs) And then in 2009 sponge, Yes, yes, that's right. Molly Wax Ecstatic Sponge covered the song for their hits and B-Sides Volume 1 release. You have to, if you haven't heard it, you do have to listen to it. You have to listen to it, but it's not Eminem, but it's a cool rock reimagining. 
uh, which it. is pretty good. And the three of us are certainly not alone for choosing M&M's Lose Yourself because I want to start over on our Patreon channel by welcoming our newest Patreon playlister, Ryan Howell, who chimed in with this song. Thank you so much for supporting the show and being a Patreon playlister. Then pivoting over to Twitter, we have our friend Bobby at the FN Culture Podcast. Eric, time to get ill. Our friend Anthony Welk, Monkey Noodles, as well as Ryan from the Soundtrack Your Life podcast. And once again, Andreas from the Latin Jukebox podcast, our first trifecta of the night. M&M's Lose Yourself. I actually thought that was going to be a bingo. I just felt mm-hmm. like this song has to be in everyone's playlist. But yeah. I love the fact that it's a trifecta. All right, Gomez, we're back to you now for track two. Only track two. <laughs> I know, only track two. But we f- we're filling in our spots kind of quickly, too. Yeah. But I don't think this one's going to be in anyone's uh, playlist. So one of my favorite movies, Nicolas Cage in the 2000s, was Gone in 60 Seconds. And great album. I could pick and choose, but I chose with DMX Party Up up in here, man. Great, great song. I love the fact that the kid pops it in with a Hummer, this purple Hummer, and the, the license plate said Snake. He's That's blasting right. the song up and the big steak. Oh my God, this steak is crawling up my butt. <laughs> Get him off me. It's going to eat it whole, man. Yes. <laughs> so, it, great scene for that. Perfect for that truck. So, track two, party up, DMX. <laughs> Rest in peace, too. Gone in 60 seconds with Nicolas Cage. Check that movie out. No, I absolutely love the song. I love that movie. However, Gomez. This didn't meet my criteria of being a soundtrack only song. I love the song. It's my favorite DMX song. It is awesome. It's awesome. I mean, this is a song that can be played at weddings and still. I think it was played at my wedding nuts. too. <laughs> this is a hip hop classic, man. Yes. Absolutely love it. But it didn't make my criteria to make my list tonight. So it's not on my list. Okay. Fantastic. However, I have a gone in 60 second song for my track three. Uh, oh. So while it's not DMX, I do have a song. I, you know, repeating what Gomez said. It is a great soundtrack. It's a much more underrated soundtrack than I think people give it credit for. I went with more, you know, the song that was written for the soundtrack. But again, I can't blame Gomez for, I can't because it's such a good song. I went with Painted on My Heart from The Cult. That's what I went with. The Cult can be hard rock. And this song is way more alternative and Mm -hmm. rock ballad for them. But man, this song talks about love, how powerful it is, how you discover love with another person. It's edgy. And it actually is like basically the score for the whole movie. So if you listen to this song, you'll recognize the Gone in 60 Seconds score that's actually being played. It's so great. We've talked how many times, like when you guys have had me on, we've talked about lyrics a lot. The lyrics on this are, I've still got your face painted on my heart, heart. scrawled upon my soul, etched into my memory. Ah, It's so great. It's so great. The song is catchier than you would think. Dude, I, I think it's a great song. This is my number three. It's painted on my heart. Go ahead. Great, great, great song. That was one of the ones I was kind of really torn. Now, do you remember the where in the initial scene of this song was? The first time it was in the movie? Yes. The one I always remember is where Angelina Jolie and, and Nick Cage are making out in the car. That's where you always remember it? Yes. But is that the first time it's played? Okay. Yes, it is, because that's when they're about to steal the Lamborghini when she goes... Yeah. Come on, get it on. Let's go. Get it fast. Yeah, Come get on, it get over it. with. Let's go. Get, let's get it over with. And then they're talking about how to make out. And you're like, who the hell steals a Hemi Cuda? You know? <laughs> <laughs> a girl. It's got to be a chick's car. <laughs> and, and of course, they had the suicide gunshot. 
shifter too which was so great <laughs> you know so great scene great movie one of my top 20 movies of all time gone in 60 seconds so great pick man great too. well for the second song from that movie i didn't have anything from the movie i should have said mm-hmm. gone in 60 seconds so now i do get that trifecta chopping axe you so we've all had one tonight so far and with that though i get to go with my track two and this is one that i'm gonna go on a limb and say i'm the only one that has it this would be my deep pick of the night i'm thinking maybe maybe it's a cover song that most people will have no idea is even a cover and i'm going from the 2000 movie rock star the band is steel dragon made up fictitiously of Miljenko Matajevich of Steelheart on vocals, mm-hmm. Zach Weil of Black Label Society and Ozzy Osbourne fame on guitar, Jeff Pilson of Docker and Farner on bass, and Jason Bonham, son of John Bonham on drums. It's not Marky Mark, people. <laughs> but Marky Mark did a great job lip syncing. Yes. The song was actually originally recorded by Steelheart, who's known for the hairband hit, I Will Never Let You Go in 1990. They recorded the song on their 1996 album, Wait, but was re-recorded specifically for the movie by this powerhouse band. So I love the movie Rockstar. And joking aside, Mark Wahlberg did a fantastic job portraying the lead role in a movie that was loosely based on Judas Priest, Tim Ripper, Owen's story, although the band disavowed the movie after they were denied creative uh, control over the flick but it is loosely based on them. It's a fantastic movie. And this is the original that kind of holds the movie down. The one he sings in the studio, the one he brings on stage, such a fantastic song. And yeah, that's my track too. Steel dragon. We all die young. I mean, I actually love that movie and it's a great pick that might just knock off Chris's honorable mention because that was such a great movie, such a great song. That might be my honorable mention on that, though. Chris. Yeah, it didn't make it, so I'm, I'm, I'm also killing it. But that movie soundtrack was when I was narrowing stuff down and getting to the 25, the 20. It was, it was hanging around. It was hanging around. It just unfortunately didn't make the top 10. All right. Well, moving on to track three. Chris, you had The Cult painted on my heart from Gone yep. 60 Seconds. And Gomez, you had Eminem's Lose Yourself from 8 Miles. So we're right back to me here. And I am going from the 2000 movie Daredevil. Oh, and I am oh. going with Evanescence, Bring Me to Life, okay. Paul yes. McCoy of okay. 12 Stones. The movie is awful. The Netflix series is where you need to go. By the way, you're being nice calling it awful. <laughs> so if you ever say, I'm in the mood to watch some Marvel stuff, go right to the Netflix series, ignore the movie altogether. However, we're not talking about the movie here. We're talking about the song. Believe it or not, this song came out three months before mm-hmm. Evanescence's seven times platinum fallen came out. This song was released for the movie first. So it falls under that category. It reached number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart and won a Grammy Award for best hard rock performance cover versions there are none however in 2017 the band did a pretty cool orchestral version of the song which is worth checking out my track three evanescence bring me to life track eight for me bring me to life evanescence with paul mccoy of 12 stones let me tell you it's great i love it great pick movie wise i could have done without ben affleck 
another superhero movie that I love growing up reading in the comics, Ben Affleck killed it for me again. That's two freaking superhero movies he's done and has killed for me. <laughs> love the song. It was a great, perfect time when you're seeing Elektra getting training. She's, you know, Jennifer Gardner in the movie. She's training to go fight Daredevil and the Kingpin. It was just a perfect, awesome rock song. It fits perfectly. So for me, track eight, bring me to life. Evanescence with Paul McCoy. Bringing out the axe because it didn't make it, but that wow. might be replacing Limp Biscuit on my honorable mention list. I mean, that that is a classic effing song at this point. It is fantastic. And look, Ben Affleck is a great director. Watch Argo and watch The Town and tell me he's not an amazing, he's an amazing director. Uh, no for Daredevil. No, no, no. No, I might have said no. Can I say no? No. Roll up the newspaper, smack <laughs> them over the nose and go, no, 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 no. no. Daredevil. Uh, but no, fantastic song, guys. Great one. Great. All one. right. Well, with that, Chris, we are now back to you for track four. So my track four, I went for the year 2004. I went to the movie 50 First Dates and I picked... <laughs> <laughs> which is a great movie, by the way. It is. It uh, is a great movie. It's a great flick. And I went with 311's cover of Love Song. Huge rom-com fan, guys. Huge rom-com fan. And this movie is dumb. I know it is, but it's fun and entertaining. And the soundtrack is actually littered with like reggae covers mm -hmm. of all bunch of popular songs. This is definitely one of the best. And to me, it does what a cover is supposed to do. It pays homage to the original. It's still recognizable and it brings something unique. And different to the table, I can listen to the Cure version of this song and then listen to this version right after it and still find a reason to love both of them. Mm -hmm. I think they're both great. They're both unique for different reasons. The song just ripped up the charts. It was very much like Amber uh, from 311. It was made in very much the same style and tone. Great groove, right? Um, so to me, it, it, it's got to be in my playlist. And I'll make a little side note before I move on. To me, it's a travesty, by the way, that the version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow was not included on the soundtrack listing. When I was going through the soundtracks, that's a tearjerker of an ending, and it is a travesty that it's not there in the soundtrack. I actually agree with you on that, Chris. I was thinking about that song, too, and I'm like, damn it, why didn't it make the soundtrack? What are they doing? <laughs> but I mean, it was also in ER, too. If we're yeah. talking about television soundtracks, I'll tell you, that would have made it. Yeah. Great pick. First of all, I actually love that movie, Fisty First Dates. <laughs> oh, good. It's so good, but I also love Rob Schneider's character. <laughs> Hey, Boo Boo, I still love you. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is when she's looking at the video and she goes, dude, would you love her? Would you take care of her? <laughs> Even if she gets fat and ugly like my wife? <laughs> oh, I love you, Moo Moo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great flick. Great, great flick. It's one of my three favorite Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, it's great. It's movie. 50 First Dates, The Wedding Singer, and believe it or not, Mr. Deeds. I, I love, love Mr. Mr. Deeds. Yes, that's funny. And that, that was, was another one that I was going back and forth with the soundtrack. 311 was in my list at one point, and I pulled mm -hmm. it out for another song that I'm going to be talking about later. So pretty good chance that this is going to be my honorable mention pick. <laughs> I love the song, but it's not in my list right now. Gomez, we're back to you then for track four. So track four, I went with Jamiroquai. Candid Heat from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I, you know what? The movie was weird, but I actually loved the movie. I thought the movie was really good. Uncle Rico pretending he wants to be a football star, doing those videos, you know what I mean? But it was just uh, Heath Ledger, not Heath Ledger, I'm sorry, um, John Heater. I forgot the character's name who plays Napoleon Dynamite right now off the top of John my head. John Hater, right? That's Hater. his name. Yeah, yeah. John Hater, 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 Hater like yeah, yep. I love the fact that he, <laughs> he goes out there for Pedro. <laughs> 
And he does this dance scene with this song. And everyone's like, what the hell is he doing? And then you see him dance. And he actually does a really good job in the dance throughout that whole scene with the song. So for me, I'm going to give that fist pump up to Napoleon Dynamite. Track four, Jamiroquai, Candid Heat. I'm going nice. to catch a lot of crap for this. I only laughed one time in the whole movie. It was when he was stuffing tater tots into his pocket. The rest of the movie, I didn't like it. And I've told this to people, and the travesty look on their face when I s- explained that, maybe I was in a bad mood when I watched it. I just no. man, I never laughed. I didn't No, you like either it. like it or hate it, man. There's it's, no, no it's in between. No, there's no in between with this movie. Yeah. Like, that is true. Either you like you really like it or you truly hate it. Yeah. It's... There's no in between, and that is correct. I like the movie because I thought the characters were funny. I love his uh, Napoleon's brother, Chicka Chicka Wong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, white boy turns like he's got his girlfriend from Detroit. Got the chain. He's talking about getting nunchucks for Christ's <laughs> sakes. You know what I mean? I love the movie. Great movie. So it was a great pick for me. Chris, did it make yours? It didn't, but I'm I'm with Gomez. It is funny. It was uh, it was one of those when I first saw it, I wasn't sure if I got it. And then I watched it a couple more times and I was like, yeah, okay, this movie's it, it's so stupid, but it, it's great. And it knows what it is. The movie absolutely knows what it is. It's very unique. And because of that, you also get a great soundtrack that goes along with it that matches the tone of the movie all the way throughout. So awesome pick, dude. Well, while I didn't find Napoleon Dynamite funny, my track <laughs> four came from a movie that I did find very funny. I'm going to go on a limb and say, Chris, you definitely have this song on your list. I'm going to guess because you play in cover bands and I've played in cover bands. And I'm just going to say one word. You'll know the movie I'm talking about. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm going from 2004's Euro Trip, Lustra, Scotty Doesn't Know. If you played a cover band, you've played this song. You're playing this tune. And if you say to the crowd, Hey guys, we're going to play some Lustra for you. Everybody is going to go like record scratch. What? And then you start with the riff and everyone loses their mind. One of the funnier 2000s comedies, the soundtrack overall is great. It's got Goldfinger, Stereo Gum, Jet, and Gomez's favorite, David Hasselhoff, is on the soundtrack. (laughs) Hey, dude, he was my hero for Knight Rider and I gave credit for this guy being in red trunks for Baywatch. Hey, the song <laughs> so, he did in the movie was catchy and it's on the soundtrack. It's true. It's <laughs> it true. Is true. And while the band actually performs the song in the movie, no, Matt Damon is not yeah, their lead not. singer. No, but I do want to give a shout out to Patreon member DR Owens 901, who also chimed in with this punk rock banger. Mm. Lustra. Scotty doesn't know. Gomez. I just want to see if I'm right or wrong. Chris, are you going to surprise me and not have it on your list? I'm surprising you, man. It's squeaked out. It is not wow. on the list. Um, but we play it at, what, 70% of shows? I mean, you have to. You have no choice. And as soon as you start doing, you start immediately, people go, their tongue, their tongue starts sticking out and they want to hear. Great tune. Great tune. But yeah, just squeaked out. I just want to give a little shout out to Fiona, my little sex puppet. <laughs> She's a freaking a half. <laughs> Can we say something about Kristen Crook, though? My God. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> she yeah. is incredible in that. Oh, my. She's incredible no matter what. But yeah. My God. No. We're married. That's, that's <laughs> Chris is window shopping over here, Gomez. <laughs> yes, I noticed. <laughs> well, Gomez, did it make your list? 
Brian, unfortunately, did not make my list. Uh, another great tune. It's one of those that squeaked out. I actually have a few that squeaked out, and that's another one that did. So, again, it was a difficult choice. All right. Well, I can already see right now where I'm going with my picks. My playlist is going to be like Napoleon Dynamite. Either you vote for me or you don't because you're going to love or hate this playlist where I'm going. And that's not going to change because I'm up again next because for track five, Chris had Weedus Teenage Dirtbag from the movie Loser. Yes, sir. And Gomez had Metallicus for whom the bell tolls from Zombieland. My track five is the song that actually breaks one of the rules because this is the movie I've never seen, nor will I ever see it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Don't tell me. From the 2008 movie Twilight, as well as a bonus track on the band's 2009 album, Brand New Eyes, I'm going with Paramore's Decode. Ooh, I got to give it to you, though. I should just smack you. The song reached number 33 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts. And while it wasn't included on all editions of Brand New Eyes, I'll never know because it would have elevated an already fantastic Paramore album. I love Paramore. I think Haley Williams has a beautiful voice. Fantastic. And on this mm. song, their first few albums were very punky. This song shows that they could write a rock song with emotion. And I get it. That's what Twilight's all about. Emo, emotion. But this song's got heft, it's heavy, it rocks, and you could feel her pulling the emotion out of you. This song really hits me hard. So no, I've never seen the movie, but there was no way I was going to do a 2000 soundtrack playlist and not hit on this one. My track five, Paramore, Decode. Brian, great song. Hate the movie. First of all, you want to see a real true vampire movie? Go see Lost Boys, okay? There you go. <laughs> Let me ask you, have you seen Twilight? Unfortunately, I've seen one, and that was the end of it. Okay, so I actually feel like I did a better service to the Twilight franchise by <laughs> not putting myself through that, <laughs> from what I'm sure Chris is going to echo here as well about the movie. I have seen them all. Uh, it's, oh, okay, it, it, so, I have seen so them you've all. wasted scary. six hours of your life. Gomez has wasted <laughs> yeah. two, and yeah. I've wasted none, at least on that front. I probably spent all six of those hours listening to Paramore's Decode, though. And that would not be a wasted six hours. I will tell you, it's a great song. And Paramore is an amazing band, an amazing band, a great singer, great drummer. It's, it's awesome. So here I'm in a weird spot because I think I, I have to tell you my number eight now because of where we're at, because same as you, my number eight is from Twilight New Moon from 2009. And it's the song Meet Me in Equinox from Death Cab for Cutie. Now, that soundtrack, we can hate on New Moon all we want. And I do. I do. But that soundtrack is, oh, my God, like God tier level good. It is such a good soundtrack. It's alternative. It's moody. It brings rock. It brings pop. I did not think that soundtrack was going to be as good as it was. And this song, the song from Death Cab for Cutie, is it's great. The musicianship is really good. It's got like this ethereal quality to it. That is a fantastic song. If you discount it because it's Twilight, I do believe it's a mistake. And I think you should do yourself a favor and listen to the rest of that soundtrack. You have Muse. You have really, really good bands on that soundtrack. So please check it out, Twilight New Moon. But the song is Meet Me in the Equinox from Death Cab for Cutie. Well, it didn't make my list because I figured I was only going to that Twilight well once. But that is a great <laughs> song. And, and I will say that the soundtrack is good. I think Collective Souls on that one, too. Of Souls on it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a fantastic soundtrack. Just decode for me sums up anything I would want to probably talk about for Twilight. 
And I, I think we've spent way too much of this episode talking about Twilight. Already, so. Lost Boys, better movie. So Gomez, just tell us all that you don't have this song on your list and we'll move on. I don't. <laughs> Nothing from Twilight will ever make my list. But you all already right. took out my number eight. See, so it's we're bouncing all over the place here. Yeah, we seriously true. are. So now we're flipping things over and going to side B of our <laughs> playlist, which has a lot of stuff filled in already. But Chris, we're back to you for track six. So track six, I, I think this is probably my most unique track of the night. I think this is probably one I'm going to guess that's one that you guys don't have because I went for a score on this one as opposed to an actual sound, a song. And, and I think we're, we do ourselves a disservice if we ignore scores. So this is from the movie Gladiator in the year 2000. And it's the song Now We Are Free from Hans Zimmer with vocals by Lisa Gerard. Now, a score can make or break a movie, guys. It can elevate a movie to masterpiece status. It can devalue a movie all the way so it's down to trash. There's great composers out there, right? Alan Silvestri, John Williams, Ludwig Lawrenson. There's wonderful composers out there. I think the best composer of our generation is Hans Zimmer. I really do. And when you look at his repertoire and you see what he's done, Lion King, Crimson Tide, Black Hawk Down, Man of Steel, Pirates of the Caribbean. We can go down the list. His movies are incredible. His scores are incredible. His score for Gladiator was good. Oh my God. It makes an incredible movie even more incredible. I don't know what else to say. And the song Now We Are Free with her vocals, with Lisa Gerard's vocals in it, invokes all these emotions. It's haunting, beautiful. If you don't get the chills when you hear this and you think about Maximus dying for the gladiators and the gladiators being free at the end and walking away from the Coliseum, there's something wrong with you. Seriously, you have no emotion. Hey, you there's just ruined wrong. the movie for me. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, you're 2000. Yet, somebody so. missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Ryan, you, you never watch it anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different than anything else that's on my list, but it's so beautiful and I needed to include it because it really makes me feel something every time I hear it. So my track six is Now We Are Free from Hans Zimmer, uh, vocals by Lisa Gerard from Gladiator. Great, great pick. I do like it. It's just one of those, it, like you said, it makes or breaks the movie. That makes the movie. Yeah. Especially at the end when she goes, raise to the true like king. You know what I mean? Give him the honor that he really deserves. Yeah. And everybody knew he should have been the real Caesar, not Joaquin Phoenix's Caesar. When when Lucilla is, when they're carrying the body off, he was a soldier of Rome. Honor yeah. him. Ah, ah. And then like when I forgot the final gladiator's name, but when he says, now we're free. I will see you again. Not yet. Yeah. If you don't feel something and you hear the, the vocals coming behind that music, powerful, powerful. The last movie I saw with Caesar was uh, History of the World by Mel Brooks. Hail Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> with Dr. Louise as Caesar. Bring me a small liar. I'm going to the checks in the mail. <laughs> uh, but I do have a score. Um, it is in my track 10. So I did close out with this one. Mm-hmm. This one's a little near and dear to my heart as growing up watching New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, The Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Mm -hmm. Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Now, you think of John Williams, those three movies. The one that I chose was Anakin versus Obi-Wan, John Williams. Yeah. Probably one of the heaviest, greatest battles in Star Wars history. I think, you know, besides Luke going against the Empire, you know, himself. But when you're seeing the transformation of Anakin Skywalker transferring into Darth Vader and he has to face his master, his brother, Obi-Wan, in a fight. And let me tell you, the lightsabering in this movie was ridiculous. 
the moves these two were pulling off was months and months of training. And John Williams hit it correctly with that battle song. So for me, I closed out my track list. Like I said, I had a surprise. This was my big surprise. Track 10, Anakin versus Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith. John Williams, my score and my pick. Well, I'm getting a trifecta axe, I guess. <laughs> we're talking scores because I don't have any scores in mind. <laughs> Four scores in seven years ago. Yeah, no scores in three playlists ago. Brian brought forth upon this episode. <laughs> <laughs> A, a trifecta killing ass. Yes. <laughs> Not one, but two. Yeah, two now. So, Chris, did you have anything from Star Wars on your playlist? I didn't have anything from Star Wars, but I'm so happy he picked a score. And while the that lightsaber battle is kind of ridiculous, it really didn't have to go as long as it did. It is pretty epic. And the score behind it is, mwah. I mean, it's, beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, Gomez, we are back to you now for your track six. So being that I just went to like a kind of sad kind of whatever on my track 10, but I went with something a little fun. I went with one of my favorite football movies. No, not Varsity Blues, but I guess maybe my third or fourth one, The Replacement with Keanu Reeves. And I went with Young MC Bust a Move. I'll tell you, the scenes of this part was perfect. This is where they're all coming out as a team cheerleaders are trying out it was just a great song so track six the replacements with keanu reeves young mc's bust a move nice one of my favorite football movies of all time for comedies so i mean up there with i don't know varsity blues was kind of comedic but more drama yeah when i think of football comedies i think the replacements are necessary roughness those are my two Mm -hmm. football comedies Wildcats wild too, yeah. Yep. You know, oh, and best of times. Yeah, that's yeah. again. That, but that's a varsity blues though, too. You know what I mean? There's some was, serious in that. There was some seriousness, but there was some funny act. You know, action going on. Yeah, this isn't like we're not talking Rudy. We're not talking any given Sunday here. We're talking a little bit more light. Yeah, this did not fall on my list because of the fact that it didn't come out for the movie. So I was trying to really stick to that. But I mean, Young MC is awesome. If we ever do an mm. '80s hip hop episode, this is in my playlist with. Oh, <laughs> I love the song, but didn't make my list. Chris? Uh, same, because I tried to go with songs like that were either made for the soundtrack or were covers or whatever, so it, it's out of it. But, dude, mad respect for the pick. Great movie. And let's not forget Friday Night Lights if we're talking football movies, by the oh, way. That's another but, one. Yeah, another good one. But good pick, man. Thank you. All right, so my track six is up now, and I'm going to go with a song from the 2000 movie Almost Famous. And the first thing I'm going to say is, no, it's not. Elton John's Tiny Dancer. As much as that scene is iconic, it breaks the rule of not being recorded for the album. And you know what? Cameron Crowe, along with Nancy Wilson of Heart, co-wrote a song together that became one of the linchpins in the movie. And that was a song called Fever Dog by the fictitious band Stillwater. Stillwater is Nancy Wilson of Heart on rhythm guitar, Pearl Jam's Mike McCready is the lead guitarist, and Marty Fredrickson on lead vocals. And Fredrickson has a ton of co-writing and production credits. He's done Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, Aerosmith, Def Leppard, Carrie Underwood, Kenny Wayne Shepard, Johnny Lang, Sheryl Crow, and that's just naming a few. This fictitious band has an awesome 70s rock song. And this song fit the vibe of the movie, but also felt modern and current. That was 
based on Peter Frampton, who served as the supervisor for the music to this movie. I do want to give a shout out on Twitter to Eric at Time to Get Ill, who also chimed in with this one. If you think about a movie like Almost Famous, this is like Eddie and the Cruisers on the dark side or John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band on the dark side, making my 80 soundtrack playlist. Of course, a music movie is going to make mine. Stillwater, Fever Dog, track six. Great pick, Brian. It did not make my list, though. Same here. It didn't make mine either, but that wow. is a classic movie, classic soundtrack. Mad respect. All right, Chris, we are back to you now for track seven. So track seven, I went with 2004. Uh, I went to the movie Garden State and the song New Slang from The Shins. Now, if you watch this movie in 22, by the way, it hasn't aged that well. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. So anybody that's, that's going back to watch Garden State, movie is a little cringy, okay, when you watch it now. Um, but I had a huge crush on Natalie Portman for a long time. Uh, and that pretty much continues to this day. So that's going to forgive a lot of sins that this movie's given me. But um, the song is played during a very iconic scene in the movie when Portman's character goes to Zach Braff and is like, if you listen to this song, it will change your life, she says. And the way he's looking at her in the movie and the whole tone of it, it's pretty perfect. Um, I don't think the, the song is going to change anybody's life. I'll throw it out there when you listen <laughs> to it. But it's folksy. It's whimsical. Pretty infectious, I think. Fun song to tap your feet to. And the soundtrack, the whole soundtrack for the movie, actually isn't bad at all. This song is probably the most iconic one. Uh, considering that it matches up with that scene that I just talked about. But I think it's a great sing-along tune, and I like it in the final third of my, my set list, guys. So I went with number seven, New Slang from the Shins, from the Louis Garden State. Just again, anybody out there hasn't seen it, you rewatch it to this day. Movie's a little cringy if you watch it in 22, but go ahead. Uh, the, another song that didn't make my list, um, I didn't watch this movie just because the fact that I was not interested, even though it was Natalie <laughs> Portman in it. But... I was kind of surprised at what the critics actually gave it. Three out of four stars. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 86% uh, movie. Yeah, you know. it's classic. So surprisingly, it got good ratings. It just, for one reason, that movie did not just sit well with me. Yeah, it's, it's got its moments, especially now when you watch it. You go, huh? Yeah, but pretty it, much. <laughs> it developed a cult following over the years, and uh, I'd highly recommend checking out the soundtrack. Soundtrack's got a nice mix. It's got a really nice mix on it. Well, our friend Ben Montgomery from Records Revisited, basically it's one of his favorite soundtracks of the decade. So he said any song from it. And then uh, Shock Maine on Twitter wrote in, The Shins Caring is Creepy from Garden State. That's right. So the movie does get a lot of love online. Unfortunately, did not make my final 10, um, but I, I, I love the pick. It's a great song. Thank you. Gomez, track seven. Track seven. So, you know, I love, you know, we had, we've, Talked a lot of great movies. But there was one movie that really just stood out for me in 2000. And one of my favorites with Christian Bale, American Psycho. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. He's talking about Huey Lewis in the news. Hip to be square. Do you know what it's like to be hip to be square? As he has his white coverall jacket on right before he decides to chop Jared Leto's, a.k.a. Paul Allen's head right off. I'll tell you, it was great. One of my favorite parts of the movie, but also the great movie of the of this was in the soundtrack. Huey Lewis in the news, hit to be square. You can actually check it on episode 23. It was my number one choice on that episode. You can hear me talk about it there even more. But loved American Psycho. Christian Bale played that part beautifully. Jared Leto was awesome in that movie. Everything in that movie was so freaking weird, so dark humor. Love it. Can't wait to watch it again. 
Yeah, that falls under the most iconic movie scenes of the 2000s for me. I think it's one of the most iconic, along with Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous. Yep. So I love the scene. I love the movie. The song, because it was an older one, didn't make my list, but I, I see where you're going with it and could not agree more that it, it is a perfect placement in a 2000s soundtrack playlist. Payne Productions on Twitter wrote into us with another song from that soundtrack, Genesis Into Deep. Yeah, Which that is was another, another great one. one. It's another, yes, another scene from the yes, movie that makes you think. So, listen, if we ever had an axe for Christian Bale, he actually could do it perfectly for all three of us, man. <laughs> or Jared Leto in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, anything from American Psycho on your list? No, but you guys are both right and talk about iconic. I mean, you can't get much more not safe for work uh, than that movie. So, be careful if you're Googling any of the scenes, but yeah, very iconic, very iconic. Great pick. All right, my track seven. I'm going with another cover song. And this is where I think this is where I th- I said earlier that I thought Steelheart might be my deepest cut. This is definitely my deepest cut because the original of this song came out in 1913. And it's a cover song. And the most notable renditions were Bob Dylan's 1962 version as well as Ginger Baker's Air Force version, which came out in 1970. That version of the song reached number 85 on the Billboard US Hot 100. But the version I chose was by a fictitious band. The fictitious band, the Soggy Bottom Boys, from the 2000 movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I am going with I Am a Man of Constant Sorrow. This version reached number 35 on the Billboard US Hot Country Songs chart and received a CMA Award for Single of the Year in 2001 and a Grammy for Best Country Collaboration with Vocals in 2002. Song was also named Song of the Year by the International Bluegrass Music Association in 2001. And just like Marky Mark, no folks, George Clooney isn't singing on this. Vocals are actually Dan Tominski, who's known for his work with Alison Krauss in Union Station. And this is another chance that I can actually drop a cover song tonight. In 2012, the Charm City Devils. Not Newfound Glory? Not Newfound Glory, no. <laughs> the Charm City Devils covered the song in a hard rock style for a digital single, which was really badass. Yes. On Patreon, I want to give a shout out to DR Owens 901 and on Twitter to Chris Darling, as well as our friend Aaron at the Itch Rock Radio and Podcast and Ryan at the Soundtrack Your Life Podcast, who also chimed in with this amazing, amazing bluegrass tune. This song is so amazing, a rock fan has to respect this song it rocks as a bluegrass tune great pick did not make my list it was also a decent movie oh it's a great movie i it, 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 it was good in some parts i did enjoy it um just not enough to put it on my list i think it's a fantastic movie uh i do think it's a good pick and bluegrass is not my thing but i will say my wife and i went down to nashville right before the pandemic we heard a lot of bluegrass we heard a lot of country a lot of i gained a newfound respect for it while I was down there, I have to admit. And that makes it a very good pick. Not something I'm really a fan of, but a solid pick. All right. Well, moving on to track eight, Chris, you had Death Cab for Cutie, Meet Me at the Equinox from Twilight New Moon. Gomez, you had Evanescence with Paul McCoy of 12 Stones, Bring Me to Life from Daredevil. So now I, believe it or not, am closing out with my track eight. It's and insane. It's insane. I love it. I love it. I love it when Brian closes out early. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm wow. good with closing out because I get to close out on the song I was most looking forward to talking to tonight. It's a song I guarantee neither one of you have. 
And when I say it, you're going to give me at least a respect for the pick. From the horrific 2006 bomb, Tenacious D and the pick of destiny. That was not a bomb. (laughs) I am going with Kickapoo as my track eight. Fucking great. (laughs) When you start a movie with a musical number that has Dave Grohl on drums, as he did on the self-titled Tenacious D album, along with Ronnie, James, Effin Dio, and Meatloaf on vocals, rest in peace, Meat. I am 100% in. This is the one part of the movie I absolutely loved. It was so fantastic. I honestly thought the rest of the movie would have been amazing after that scene. And I feel like all the best stuff was in that opening scene and they were never able to capture the glory that is the first few minutes of this movie. Uh. But I could not include a top 10 songs of 2000 playlist without the D track a tenacious D kickapoo. Yeah, that didn't make my list. I, I like you said, Brian. I watched five minutes of that movie, and that was the end of it for me. Now I do have a Jack Black song as my number nine, so I guess okay, I have so. to go there. But before I say that, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. I don't care what any of y'all say. That movie is freaking fantastic. It is so terrible. It embraces being terrible. That's exactly what it is. It is so off the wall. I love it. It's fantastic. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like Twilight, my IQ gets. It just gets lower when I watch it. I don't care. I've seen Tenacious D live. Freaking love it. I love it. So awesome pick, dude. Freaking awesome pick. What is your being? It's Jack Black. It's pretty much the same thing. If you say the song that I was going back and forth with, I was flip-flopping songs. So can I take a guess? I doubt it's the song, but take the guess. Well, I have two guesses. Go for it. Go for the guesses. The guesses is going to be either Let's get it on from High Fidelity, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, which nope. is, but I don't really like that version that much. So it would not have made my list or I'd go with School of Rock from the movie School of Rock with all the mm-hmm. kids, because that scene at the end was absolutely fantastic. You're close. I'm close. You're close. My number nine is the cover of It's a Long Way to the Top. Okay. If you want to rock and roll. OK, I can from dig Jack it. Jack Black in the School of Rock band. We just said it. I love Jack Black. I love Tenacious D. When he and Kyle get together, I think it's hysterical. I know Kyle wasn't in there. It's a PG-13 Jack Black. So I like R-rated Jack Black a lot more than PG-13 Jack Black. I don't care. Soundtrack to that movie. If Jack Black's in it, you know it's going to be a good soundtrack. He's hard rock, old school rock, hair band kind of guy. That's what he's all about. And that soundtrack is like that. But this... This is so great because he's funny. He scat rocks the entire time. He's going, you know, doing his shit. It's so great. Uh, it's, and if you ever watch the closing of that movie where they're doing it, they're, they're doing their school of rock at the end and they're doing the, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll. And he singles each one of them out. So they get the bass solo, the keyboard solo, the guitar solo, the drum solo. You hear the kids ad libbing during that whole scene. I think it's great. You could say like it's Disney fied kid. It's really not. They're really very talented and they're kicking some major butt when they're playing that song. I love the version of that song. I think it's a great cover. I think it's a great cover. I could not agree more. It's a fantastic cover. I watched the movie recently with the kids. Yeah. And and, yeah. and it's a PG-13 where I'm like, I get why it's PG-13, but yeah. they could have yeah. even probably gotten away with a PG on that one. Because it's not really, <laughs> it's not dirty at all. It's, it's not, not. It's yeah. not. I mean, you know, and, and the soundtrack's absolutely phenomenal. You got the yeah. scene with Joan Cusack when... Uh, Stevie Nicks edge of 17 comes on in the bar and it just hits her and that like, it's just a fun movie. I love the movie. I love that pick. Obviously I'm closed out now. So 
but that's a fantastic, fantastic pick. I love the movie. It's PG great. 13 or not. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Gomez. Uh, did not make my list. It's a, it's a great pick though. Um, it was not, uh, wasn't on my radar, but again, great movie. Great pick though. All right. Thank well, you. Gomez, you are closing out now with track nine and then we've got just my Chris track 10, right? Closing out with track 10. So yeah, we're coming close to the end here. So really quick. I, I want to say that I had a few cuts and let me tell you, I'm going to just say a couple of them. Hard son, Eddie Vedder into the wild soundtrack. Mm. Mm. Great, great song. I almost put in Roland, the urban assault vehicle with Limp Bizkit, DMX, Method Man. Yes. From the <laughs> Fast and the Furious soundtrack. Also did, I skipped out Act of Fool performed by Ludacris in Too Fast, Too Furious soundtrack. Also, uh, Don Omar's from the Fast 4 soundtrack, uh, Virtual Diva, I skipped out on. Yeah, how you got through, because I know your love for that series, how you haven't mentioned the Fast and the Furious yet, I am absolutely shocked. Now, here's one thing. I had a hard time. This is the one I'm, it, my, I might lose a lot of points. But I'm going to say what I chose and what I should have chosen, and I'm probably going to get it flat, but I went with track nine, what I've done, Lincoln Park, Transformers, the first movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's Most a good song, right. man. It's a great song. Most iconic for that movie was made for that movie. Lincoln Park, Chester belting out that song. Mike, you know, everybody in that band, one of my favorite songs from them. I'm a huge, huge Lincoln Park fanatic to this day. I can care less if anybody said something bad, negative about him. I punch you in the face. That's how much I love this band. Who, who would say anything bad about Dude, you did the episode with Michael's record collection on them. I mean, yeah, but yeah. there's some people who think when they went to their third album, they kind of sold out. No, they didn't. They, they were trying something new. They were trying to keep up with the times. So let's not even go there. But the song I wanted was in the movie Catch Me If You Can with DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Another great movie. Come Fly With Me, Frank Sinatra. Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one. I had a hard choice. It's Old Blue Eyes or Chester. I, I had to go with my heart, and I went with Linkin Park. I know I might lose points with this one, but that song made the movie for Catch Me If You Can. It was, I don't think it was in the soundtrack, but it was a part of the movie. But it was just one of those things. I just, I, It was hard, man. So track nine, what I've done, Linkin Park, Transformers movie. Also had a hard time with the used, Burning Down the House from Transformers 2, which was another great cover song, actually. Brian, how you love your covers. Mm -hmm. So I want to mention that, too. So I had a lot of honorable mentions on this. <laughs> Dude, I'm so not, hard. I vividly remember this. You came with, we went to see the Transformers, the first live action movie together. You, mm -hmm. me, and Katie went to go see that together. And yes. we stayed through the credits because this song was playing. Yes. And we're like, Dude, this, this Linkin Park song. is. So I love the song. I love Linkin Park. It just got squeaked out by the songs I picked. If I was going to pick anything from them, this would be an obvious. This is a great song. I, I, I think you did better with that than Frank Sinatra because Frank Sinatra's song is six decades old. Yeah, so I would yeah, agree. And, and on top of it, why didn't I choose anything from the Fast and Furious franchise? It just squeaked it out. So what Gomez is doing, Chris, you see he's adding in a bunch of other, other songs. <laughs> he's trying to cram like... 15 songs into 10 so that way he gets credit for those songs <laughs> but uh, none of those count folks no I only know, the no. ones he chose are the ones that get your votes i know but still it just shows how hard this was oh this was definitely a tougher decade than i originally thought it was going to be 
But now, Chris, I'm curious, any of those songs that Gomez just rattled off, is that your number 10? None of them are my number 10. Oh, okay. So, you know what? I would have thought, I thought maybe Eddie Vedder would have made it. None of them are my number 10. I, and, and before I even go to my number 10, I, I'm not going to give any hate to Linkin Park because Linkin Park is a top 10 band for me. I think they're freaking fantastic. And that song, I've covered it. I've played it acoustically. I I've played to. it. It's it's fantastic. And you can't get much more epic than hearing Peter Cullen's voice, you know, doing Optimus Prime at the end of that, oh. doing his, you know, he's always like, you know, whatever he's talking about, you know, humans and Autobots together. You know, he's always talking. And then you hear that song suddenly come in and you're like, come on, let's You can be giving the weather. You know? You're like, I'm yeah, all in on this. It's going to be 70 and sunny today. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> let's roll out. You know, yeah, it's just, <laughs> but, uh, no, but it's an awesome pick. It's an awesome pick. All right. Well, Chris, take us home with your track 10 then. So for my track 10, uh, I went with a cover song and I went to 2009's Watchmen and uh, Desolation Row for My Chemical Romance, a cover of a Bob Dylan song. Now, you want to talk a movie that a fantastic soundtrack, you got to start having a conversation about Watchmen. This is one of the most unique comic book movies ever created. And the soundtrack has songs from Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Nat King Cole, Simon and Garfunkel. You can go right down the list. The cover of Desolation Row by My Chemical Romance is raw, powerful, straight up rocks. And that's how I love to end a playlist when something rocks. Pretty good cover, I think, with that unique My Chemical Romance sound. Music video is actually directed by Zack Snyder, the same guy that directed the movie. So it feels like you're watching a graphic novel, even though the band is playing in this packed punk rock club with no scenes from the movie. In the, in the music video, zero, not one. And I thought that was really unique as well. It grabs you with that punk rock feel, as I said. You know, we've talked a lot of covers. When you've had me on the podcast, you guys know how I feel about covers. We did covers in here. A lot of times I agree with Brian with covers. I just think it's a great way to end my set list with a song that thumps, rocks, kicks some serious butt. Desolation Row, My Chemical Romance from Watchmen. Well, unfortunately, it didn't make either of our playlists. I love the song. I love the movie. So, yeah, I got nothing but love for it. Gomez? Same here. Uh, nothing wrong with that pick. Uh, my Chemical Romance is a great band. It's a great tune, man. It just didn't make my list either. Now, before we go through our playlist rundowns, our Patreon members have a few songs that we also didn't touch on tonight that I want to bring up. Dave Zalatoris wrote in Chris Cornell's You Know My Name from the Casino Royale soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. If I was going to pick any Bond song from that decades, this was it easily. Brad Sorensen chimed in with Dewey Cox, Let's Duet from Walk Hard, which was hysterical. Marilyn Manson's Tainted Love from the Not Another Teen Movie soundtrack. R.E.M.'s All the Right Friends from Vanilla Sky. And we talked about this earlier, Band of Skulls Friends from Twilight New Moon. So now we've talked about Twilight more yeah. in this episode than we probably ever should have, but it's the soundtracks are great. And then D.R. Owens 901 also chimed in with the Starland vocal bands Afternoon Delight from the original Anchorman. <laughs> yep. And yep. Josie and the Pussycats, Backdoor Lover from the Josie and the Pussycats movie. I got to give it. Yeah, I'll give it. I like that yeah. movie. It wasn't yeah, bad. Tara Reid was, at the time, Tara Reid was the next thing. It was right after American Pie. I think she did, if I'm not mistaken, Josie and the Pussycats did a radio tour when I was working in, in radio in New York City at the time. So I got to uh, walk Josie and the Pussycats to their studio booth for their radio tour. So I, I can't hate on this pick at all. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say without ruining my marriage. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> 
And then also I want to give a shout out on Twitter to Chris Darling because Chris, you had the song from Shrek 2. He chimed in with the other big known Shrek song, All Star from Smash Mouth. Yeah. Rat Race had <laughs> Smash Mouth's All Star as well. And did anybody have the remake of uh, the, the monkey song or no? No. No, nobody chimed in with I'm a Believer. Okay. I just forgot what movie was it in. Shrek 1. Was it in Shrek 1? Yeah, Shrek 1. Yeah. Oh, Shrek yeah. had good soundtracks. Those movies have good soundtracks. Good soundtracks. And you know what? For kids' movies, they're still good. It's still pretty funny. Yeah, they're funny. So now that we got those shout outs out of the way, now it's time for us to put our money where our mouths are and go through our honorable mention songs of the night. Chris, we'll kick off with you. It was almost Limp Biscuit, but man, when you went Evanescence and again, went Bring Me to Life, had to do it. So that's my honorable mention is Bring Me to Life, Evanescence. Uh, I've played that song live. It's, it's in a lot of my playlists that are stored in my online services. What a great kick butt tune. Amy Lee, and if you ever listen to Amy Lee play with Lizzie Hale together. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, my God. When they did the song <sighs> Heavy together, which you suggested to me, I, I listened to that, and I had chills and goosebumps. Oof. I, I guess it's time we could tease that Chris's next full-length episode with us is going to be shortly after Hailstorm releases their new album. Oh, We're going to do the Battle of Hailstorm here on Playlist Wars. I cannot wait. Stay tuned for that coming this summer, the Battle of Hailstorm here on Playlist Wars. Gomez, what is your honorable mention song of the night? I'm having trouble here, boys. There's two great songs. One, Brian, Steel Dragon, We All Die Young from the Rockstar movie. I love that song. I love the movie. Chris, 51st Dates, another great movie I love. 311 Love Song. You know, it's another great tune. Oh, God, this is going to kill me. But you know what? Chris, the hat's going off to you. We're going to go with 311 Love Song from 51st Dates. I really want to say Rockstar, but I love both movies. But this just edges it out just a little bit. Cheers. Well, I'll give that one an honorary trifecta as well, because I'm going to go with 311 Love Song because it was originally in my list, like I said earlier in the night. So now we have our three playlists built. We have three trifectas of the evening, one actual trifecta in Eminem's Lose Yourself from 8 Mile, and two honorary trifectas in Evanescence, Bring Me to Life from Daredevil, and 311's Love Song from 51st Dates. So Chris, why don't you go through your playlist one by one and let everybody know your perfect idea of a 2000s movie soundtrack playlist, as well as your honorable mention. You got it. So my perfect 2000s movies playlist starts with Accidentally in Love, The Counting Crows from the movie Shrek 2, uh, Lose Yourself, Eminem, 8 Mile, Painted on My Heart by The Cult from Gone in 60 Seconds, Love Song by 311 from 51st Dates, Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus from the horrible movie Loser. Uh, now We Are Free by Hans Zimmer and the vocaliz vocalizations by Lisa Gerard from the movie Gladiator. Number seven is New Slang by The Shins, Garden State. Uh, Meet Me in the Equinox by Death Cab for Cutie, Twilight, New Moon. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll by Jack Black and the School of Rock Band but from School of Rock. And number 10 Desolation Row by My Chemical Romance from the movie Watchmen. And my honorable mention is Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Uh, let's see. Track one, Mission Impossible 2, Limp Biscuits, Take a Look Around. Track two, Party Up, DMX, Gone in 60 Seconds movie. Track three, Eminem's Lose Yourself, Eight Mile soundtrack. Track four, Jamiroquai, Canned Heat, Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack. 
Track five, Zombieland, Metallica, From Whom the Bell Tolls, probably the best movie entrance in the history of movies. Track six, The Replacements, Young MC, Bust a Move. Track seven, one of the greatest, darkest comedies ever, American Psycho, with Huey Lewis in the news, Hip to Be Square. Uh, unfortunately, movie Daredevil. But great song that picks up. Bring Me to Life, Evanescence with Paul McCoy of 12 Stone. Track nine, What I've Done, Lincoln Park, Transformers movie. Track 10, Anakin versus Obi-Wan, Revenge of the Sith by John Williams. With my honorable mention, 311, Love Song. All right, and I kick things off with Weedus's Teenage Dirtbag from the horrible movie Loser. Track two, Steel Dragon, We All Die Young from the amazing movie Rockstar. Track three, Evanescence with Paul McCoy of 12 Stones, Bring Me to Life from the horrible movie Daredevil. Track four, Lustra, Scotty Doesn't Know from the hilarious movie Eurotrip. Track five, Paramore, Decode from the Twilight movie. I've never seen it, so I can't tell you. Talk to Gomez and Chris about the movie. Track six, Stillwater, Fever Dog from the movie Almost Famous. Track seven, The Soggy Mountain Boys, Man of Constant Sorrow from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Track eight, Tenacious D, Kickapoo from The Pick of Destiny. Track nine, Metallica's I Disappear from the MI2 soundtrack. Closing it out with my track 10, Eminem, Lose Yourself from the 8 Mile soundtrack. With my honorable mention also going to Chris, 311's Love Song from 51st Dates. Three very different playlists here. And now, playlisters, we turn it over to you. Head over to PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. Visit the 2000s movie soundtrack page or click the link in our show notes and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. Chris, as always, it's a friggin' pleasure having you on. I can't wait for Hailstorm in a couple months. It's going to be a blast. As always, why don't you tell people more about the film Exiles, where they can find you guys and connect with you? Oh, thank you again. It's always a blast being on with you guys, and I really appreciate you inviting me on. And yes, I am so looking forward to Hailstorm, one of my favorite bands. So I'm really excited. And I, the first track off the new album is already fantastic. So I can't wait. Um, film Exiles, just you guys have probably heard it before, so I'll give it again. Hey, look, in a world where everybody is a franchise shill, people are blogging all over the place trying to gain favor from movie studios and everything, people got to keep it real. And they got to talk about not only just the franchise movies. Yes, of course, we talk about Star Wars and Marvel and the rest. But you got to talk about Ford versus Ferrari. And you got to talk about the creators out there that are busting their butts to make really fantastic movies. And we got to bring that stuff to the forefront. So that's what the Film Exiles does. We talk about that. We talk about the good. We talk about the bad. We bring all kinds of opinions to it. We took a long break because of COVID and a couple of other things, but we finally are recording some new episodes and we hope to have some things out over the course of the next 30 days. You can find us on Twitter and the Vero social media app at the same place, at the Film Exiles. Hit us up. We'll hit you right back. Uh, you can find me, Chris, on Twitter at chart6363. I'm called the Therapeutic Guitarist. That's a story for another day. First of all, Chris, great movie, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, so good. Such a so great good. movie. Thank you, James Mangold. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show again. You have been awesome. We've talked about movies and video mm -hmm. games throughout all these. And you guys at Film Exiles, I know you guys are waiting to pump out some good stuff. Can't wait to hear it. Thank you. Brian, as usual, the man that makes the show work, as, as I'm looking at him during Zoom, which you guys can't see, I see him with his hand on the goatee going, what do I need to edit? 
<laughs> all of Gomez's crap needs to the go. The surgery begins. <laughs> um, thank you so much, man, for making the show what it is today. And all the playlisters for joining us on playlistwarspodcast.com. Vote who got it right. But also don't forget to jump on patreon.com slash playlistwars. So I want to thank everyone for listening in tonight. We'll see you next time when a new battle takes place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at playlistwars at gmail.com, or via voicemail at 201 644 6498. That's 201 644 6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.